podcast. Uh, we're going to do something new this week, and I think it's we're gonna, something we're going to be doing regular regularly. Um, you know, you probably noticed Ines hasn't been here for a while. Uh, we've been mixing it up a little bit. We haven't, you know, broken up or ended our, uh, you know, relationship or anything like that. Um, I just, you know, there was opportunities to talk to some new people over the last few weeks, like Amy Wax, uh, David Kaufness. Um, and I also think that, you know, for the podcast, it was sort of, uh, it, we were like repeating a lot of the same conversations. And I think there's probably a better opportunity to sort of mix things up a bit. Um, so today and for uh, future um, episodes, not all the time, um, but I'm just going to do sort of an audio monologue about something that's going on in the news or something that I've been thinking about or one way to look at it as maybe articles I would write, um, but, you know, I might not have the time for, they might not be on the top of the queue or just something that's sort of derivative off of other thoughts that I have. Um, so you can let me know if you sort of like this format or not, but I think, you know, there's just a lot that's interesting to say. And I think I could just sort of bring it to you directly through this, um, so that through this format that doesn't mean we're not going to do any more shows with Inez or not going to do, you know, other guests. Uh, we're going to mix it up. I'm going to continue to do, you know, at least one cloud car uh, episode per week. Uh, but it might be me by myself or it might be uh, with someone else. Okay, so uh, this is the day after the um, Republican uh, primary in Iowa. Uh, the results weren't surprising to anyone. You know, I've been predicting the Trump phenomenon for a really long time. I mean. The continuation of the Trump phenomenon and the and the continuation of his appeal to Republican voters. Uh, the results last night were pretty much just in line with what the poll said. They said that Trump was about fifty uh, percent. He finished with fifty one. DeSantis was twenty one percent. Haley nineteen. Vivek uh, about seven or eight percent. He ended up dropping out. And so now you know it's basically where we thought we would be uh, before the uh, before last night. We thought that Trump would be the favorite, and he's probably looking in great shape because Nikki Haley did not narrow it down to a two person race. Nikki Haley runs better than DeSantis in New Hampshire, uh, so if Nikki Haley really blew out DeSantis in this uh, in Iowa, uh, you know, there could have been a chance that this people would have thought this was a two, uh, two person race, but no, it's basically Trump is running away with it. And then there's not one person, um, the non-Trump vote can consolidate around. Uh, so this thing is looking, you know, more and more like it's over. Um, it doesn't, you know, there's always something could happen with health wise or the, uh, indictments, which have helped, you know, the court cases, which have helped him so far. Um, but that's where we are. Uh, so just some interesting exit poll data's data. Um, Trump's support was old people and people without college degrees. Uh, so he won 21% of 18 to 29-year-olds, according to the Washington Post. That went to 41% for 30 to 44, 35% for the next age group, 45 to 64, and then, uh, and then um, uh, it's 56% uh, for 65 plus. No college degree went 65% for Trump. People with a college degree went 36%. Haley and DeSantis both did better with college-educated Republicans and not college-educated. Haley especially, she went from 10% to not college to 30% people with college degrees. DeSantis went from 16 to 27%. And so, you know, this is nothing new, but I think it highlights just how you know, to the degree to which there's real education polarization within the Republican Party. On this point, 
you know, so the question is, what is there to do to say about the Trump phenomenon? Um, actually, I think a lot. Um, this has dominated conservative politics for the almost 10 years now. Um, it was something that was remarkable, unexpected. Uh, people did not, you know, if you would have told people to, 10 years, I mean, the president Trump was at one point, a, uh, a punchline on the Simpsons, like this just goofy character becomes president of the United States. Isn't this, you know, wouldn't this be hilarious? Um, and then he came out in 2016 and he was leading the polls for months and months. And even smart people like Nate Silver uh, were saying at the time, you know, he's going to collapse. This is sort of a joke. And then he won. And, you know, they kept saying they kept saying people would abandon him. It looked really bad after uh, Jan- after January 6th. Um, so Trump goes through his entire presidency. People, you know, Republicans were deciding whether to convict him uh, after he was impeached. Um, they decided not to because they thought he would just go away. Um, it's really sort of funny that like they had this opportunity, perfect opportunity to get rid of him. Um, but then the, but then, you know, the Republic, they were afraid of their base. And I think this is just a recurring story. It's like they, they could have acted at various part at various uh, points in history. Um, and they haven't, um, they, this is the, the impeach, the second impeachment was, I just think the clearest example of that. Um, it was something where like, you know, rarely in history, do you have this point? Okay. Up or down vote. You don't have to deal with this guy ever again. You could just do it. And they were just so confident he would go away that they, that they, they, they didn't do it. DeSantis after 2022, basically 2022 midterms, DeSantis is pretty much the only Republican who has a good night, uh, because Republicans do well in Florida. They don't do well anywhere else. People are like, okay, here's a governor who's a serious person who's Trump without the baggage for a while. DeSantis starts to get close to Trump in the polls. Um, and then DeSantis actually gets in the race. He collapses. Trump gets all these indictments and Trump is just now where we are is Trump is running away with it. And I think that just like the, you know, the, the, it's not like the people who, you know, there's people who like Trump and people who dislike Trump, but there's like this entire sort of, uh, part of the Republican party of the conservative movement that just wishes he would go away without them ever having to actually do anything that's difficult. So that was the entire DeSantis campaign. Like he would not take any risks. He would say, I bet critical race theory, you know, I'm the one, I, I hate Fauci. He's going to run to the right of Trump on everything. Um, and hopefully like Trump would just disappear or people would go, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we're, we're sick of him or we want something new. And that didn't happen. And then DeSantis just starts like attacking Trump very recently in like really forceful terms. And now it's, it's too late. Um, and so, you know, the, I, th- I think that I sort of have figured, I th- sort of think I figured out something about the dynamic here and why, why the Trump uh, cult or the Trump movement is just so resilient, why it doesn't go anywhere. And I think in order to understand like what's going on, it's not enough to just, you know, look at polls. Your typical analyst looks at polls. They say, okay, this is the part of the party that really uh, loves Trump. This is the part of party part of the party that is, um, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more skeptical of him, um, but could be won over, maybe not. And then this is the anti-Trump faction, right? And I think that, like, you know, there's of course you need to be informed by data that obviously helps, uh, but I think you get a better understanding of um, you, what's going on by combining the data, taking what you see in the numbers, and then also. Um, sort of watch right-wing discourse, right? So when you see like, you know, Trump up here on a uh, conservative talk show, right? If he's on Hannity or something, and you compare that to like how the audience and how the 
uh, how the host treats him versus DeSantis, right? Something it tells you so when they have a town hall in one of the, you know in one of these uh, one of these shows, right? Just sort of watching the observation, right? Observing just how people how react, like who controls the crowd, like what's the focus of the of the discourse, right? Um, and then just watching like you know right wing influencers. Or watching uh, just how people interact with one another on Twitter, right? I think that, you, and just you know, understanding that Trump's base, you know, Trump's base is the non-college educated voter, somebody who your typical, you know, talk about liberals being out of touch with Trump voters or with conservatives. Um, it's it's obviously much much worse, um, or it's just as bad at least, um, where conservative intellectuals have no idea what the Trump voter is. Now they're they come along with them eventually. Um, you know, every Republican and every, you know, everybody who didn't end up leaving the party and become a, you know, Chris Christie or another Trump type, um, every one of them eventually goes along, right? Um, but they're, you know, they're sort of late to the late to the game. Um, and so, you know, just from sort of observing, like, and paying attention to sort of the discourse and the Republican voter, I come up with a theory, and this is based on, uh, first had knowledge of many people I've known um, who are, you know, I used to have more Trumpist beliefs, uh, you know, like five, 10 years ago, uh, even three years ago uh, than I do now. And so a lot of my friendships um, were formed by people who just, you know, like, like Trump a lot, or they, you know, they're anti-intervention and they think that, you know, immigration is the greatest threat to the country. You know, I'm not, I don't share those views anymore, but, you know, those sort of friendships have, uh, you know, they've come, they've come with me. I haven't made any, <laughs> I haven't made any, you know, liberal friends through my, uh, you know, not really, uh, through like my articles about the media being honest and good. I mean, I still have basically uh, the same social circle that I could, you know, observe them over time. And, and same thing with my followers and my, uh, uh, you know, the people who react to me on Twitter, who react to me on, uh, uh, you know, Substack. Um, they, you know, they're basically like they're, you know, they're, they're often Trump supporters or they, you know, they, they are sympathetic to the grand narrative that Trump represents. Oh, you know, foreigners are bad. They're doing something to the country. The media is just evil and liberal institutions and they're irredeemable um, and we need to fight them. And, you know, even, you know, observing these people, I, I've come up with something called uh, bully, bullying grandma syndrome, Right. So, cult, you know, cultural observers, you know, this starts with, you know, this step back a bit. This, this starts by looking at sort of watching the Trump rallies um, and just seeing like the kinds of people who are going to these things and who are just like the most excited about Trump, right? They are generally very old, um, you know, and the, and the, you know, the, the polling data, you know, uh, backs us up. Um, what we see in the exit polls that, you know, the less educated and older the Republicans are, the more that they like, the more that they like Trump. Um, and, you know, I had this, there was this clip of this Trump rally in Iowa. And I was saying, well, people say there's a civil war if Trump get, gets kicked off the ballot. Uh, you know, maybe that's, uh, yeah, maybe if the uh, battlefield is wheelchair accessible, because the people in the video did not like they didn't look like they were about to pick up arms anytime soon. You know, when you have something like January 6th, it's funny, Trump's younger supporters um there's not <laughs> there's not that many of them but the ones they uh, that are there are like you have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of clown car to listen to the rest of the episode please consider becoming a paid subscriber